My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Retro Ray. And my name is Zach. All right. And uh, before we get started, Ray, I think you want to do a couple of shout outs. Yes. One quick shout out to Dragon's Lair Alamo Ranch, who provides your comics to do comic reviews here on the podcast. And what about you, Zach? Yeah, absolutely. I want to give a special thanks to Lang's Comics and Collectibles out here in Muskegon, Michigan, for providing comics for us to cover on the channel. Um, Stay tuned. We got some coming. Thrawn, Mace Windu. Django Fett, a couple issues coming up here, so stay tuned, and we will definitely have more content out in regards to comics for you guys. Heck yeah, here we go. Well, uh, today is a very special day uh, because we um, not only have an incredible voice actress, but we have uh, a wonderful um, person that has played this character for a while now, and she has inspired so many people um, through the star wars community and including the voice acting uh community and this person that we're talking about is phoenix squadron um leader herself vanessa marshall welcome to the podcast thank you i'm so happy to be here thank you so much that was a great introduction (laughs) thank you (laughs) you. yeah um oh man uh there is there's so much to talk about and so little time uh ray do you want to start off with the first question so when you got into voice acting when did you start realizing you pretty much fell in love with voice acting and because you've done some acting roles as well but it seems like your career has been focused in voice acting a lot from dc and gaming yeah, it's interesting. Um, I went to uh, college. I got a major. I majored in English with a degree, uh, like a minor in theater. And I ended up going to graduate school for acting. And I learned all these dialects. And um, and and what follows from that for for everyone usually is an on camera acting career. And I pursued that. And I had a part on uh, Law and Order. And I had a part on Scrubs. And um, but what I found in the world of voiceover is that it doesn't matter what you look like. And there's, there's um, uh, a lot more room for getting a lot more done in the day when I would have these on camera acting jobs, I would sort of age in the dressing room waiting for the gaffer to get the lighting to do that. And so there's actually, there's not a lot of work that, that occur. I mean, ultimately, yes, there's plenty of work, but Hmm. there's so much effort that goes into the look of everything that, you just set up a microphone and get it done <laughs> with voiceover. It was easier to to do more voiceover jobs in a day than it was to do on camera. And I started uh, booking more of the voiceover jobs to the point where I thought, you know what, I'm just going to go where the love is. And I've always kind of been more of a, a shy person, believe it or not. <laughs> um, and and voiceover, you're, you're a little bit more invisible and and no one really knows who I am, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, now with social media, I think people are more front facing with their voiceover mm-hmm. careers. But back yeah. when I started, you never had an image of yourself anywhere because you never wanted anyone to see what you look like. So you could have as much range as possible. And, you know, um, yeah, it, it, it just took more so than on camera. I really admire my friends who do on camera because it's quite rigorous. Even the audition process for on camera is a bit of a a deal in the sense that you have to, you know, take a video of yourself. And before you used to have to drive all the way across town and meet the director and the writer and the this and the that. Whereas, you know, with voiceover, I was always able to just record it and send it, you know? (laughs) So um, yeah, there are, there's a lot about the world of voiceover that, that really worked for me. So I, I sort of went where the love is and, and chose it over all the other versions of acting. So that's that's how that happened. I mean, I was in a one woman show and an agent heard me do all these different characters and voices and recommended that I try voiceover. And I went in and read for her. And that's I ended up signing with the agency. And that was CESD. And that was back in 1997. 
And I've been taking oh, classes awesome. ever since. I know you guys were like not even on the earth at that point, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but oh, okay. All right, cool. Right on. Um, by the way, like just tangential shout out, like yes to all the comic book shops and like, Ooh. okay, yo, I think there's like a new Hera comic coming out and like, I don't know where these comic book places are located, but I love doing signings and I'm, I'm, I'm a complete nerd. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I, I, I do that with, and I, again, this is just sidebar. Hold on. But uh, I work, with, <laughs> um, I work with celeb works and celeb works arranges these things. And like, sometimes I'll go and sign pop figures, the pop vinyl mm. figures or different comic books or but no, blu-rays for rebels you know yeah whatever you need bro i got you yeah, <laughs> yeah. so much awesome. fun and um but uh yeah i know ezra has a new pop vinyl that's come out and i think he's going to be doing a lot of signings but these more sort of local mom and pop comic book stores that you're aware of that maybe my people are not aware of if you you know if if you want to set up a signing or something like that i would love to do that i love traveling and i love awesome. you know uh see hmm. it's the first thing i do when i go anywhere it's like where's the comic yeah. book store you know because you never know uh, what you're gonna find you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um anyway so that's the long-winded answer <laughs> plus another yeah. shout out like when you guys are giving shout outs <laughs> to the comic book stores i was like oh that's so awesome that's awesome yeah. that I, means well, the world to us for sure hearing that yeah. from someone in your position you know oh that, how much you care about that that's incredible we're just we're that fills my heart for sure just to hear that that's incredible well because i just i feel like those stores need all the the love and and um mm. you know amplification that that anyone can bring to them i mean i tried like yeah. there's one there's one down in san diego that i've been trying to get down there um there was a hera god what was it a hera Oh, I guess it was the the new pop vinyl Hera where she's in the ship. Um, oh yeah, I have the X Wing. Oh, yeah. The X -wing. yeah, Hera yes. and the X Wing. Yep. And uh, I met the guy when I was down there at DreamHack San Diego, and I was like, "Bro, who do you want to come down? Like, let me bring all the rebels. Like, I'll get Taylor, and I'll get all these people, and we can just like like awesome. order order a ton of the pop vinyls, and let's just let's sign them for everybody, and let us meet the fans, and da 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 da, and then." Yeah. Then I get to look at the uh, comics that they have. And then also uh, they have like D and D games that they play in the comic book store. And I'm like, what dude? <laughs> ah, it, I, <laughs> I want to go to every comic book store everywhere. So anyway, That's awesome. having okay. said all that. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> um, I like the invisibility of voiceover at the end of the day. Right. And um I, it just works for me and yeah. my my okay let me put it this way i taught a voiceover class this week and there were you know there are various people and i'd love to pay it forward and help people amplify their voices help them find their voice and uh, whatever and this one dude he was like i heard you say about 400 things that i didn't understand i don't know what star wars is and i don't know anything that you've done and i have no idea who you are Wow. Wow. And and I was like, first off, if you've never heard of Star Wars, I don't know how to help you. <laughs> like, bro, do you live in a cave? In like, where are you from? I can understand mm. like hard pass oh, on like maybe Harry Potter's not your jam, but like yeah. if you've never heard of Star Wars, I don't know. But it was hilarious and he thought I was gonna be insulted. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And I said to him, I said, um, here's the thing. Some people act to be seen and other people act to hide. And I 
I act to serve narratives that tell stories that I pray heal people and bring people mm. closer together. And it's a hundred percent, not about me. Mm. Right. And I said, I, I said, that. and it's the truth because like when I went to acting school, the, they, they said to us, they said, there are two ways to approach this. One is with your ego where you're, you know, look at me, or there's another where you have the humility to let the grace of the moment into your heart to crack it open to be vulnerable in front of people and be, and be of service to the playwright or whatever it is that you're almost this sounds very lofty but almost like a shaman in the sense that you mm. you go on this quest for a character so that so that everyone can be healed through that journey that's not about that's that's a service that's not an egotistical operation so i said to the guy i was like Dude, you you picked the wrong lady because I'm not offended by that. I'm thrilled that you have no idea who I am. I prefer like that. That makes me happy that you mm. don't know who I am. And I said, "How can I help you?" You know, like it's yeah. just it's just interesting. Uh, in that moment, I realized like most people expect actors to want that sort of fame and glory and mm. and whatever else. Uh, I'm more concerned with whether or not someone's a good person. Um, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Wow. Wow, that's very yeah. inspiring. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, really, at the end of the day, like, what does any of that stuff mean anyway? I, hmm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, titles, credits, or or whatever. Uh, people forget them so quickly anyway. Hmm. I think more importantly is like, what do they say? People are not going to remember how you looked. You, they'll remember how you made them feel. Yep. Yeah. Right? Hmm. So hmm. from that standpoint, that's kind of my goal, but. Anyway, God bless that guy. I'm sorry he's yeah. never heard of Star Wars, dude. I'm like, wow. <laughs> the good news is you have like the best of life is ahead of you, sir. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. That's anyway. awesome. Yeah. Go ahead, Zach. What you got for Yeah. Me? No, well, I guess this kind of segues into my question a little bit, talking about the stealthiness that comes with voice acting. So for some of our listeners who might not know, you have a second role in the Star Wars universe. And most of our questions are based around Hera. But sure. I wanted to bring up this image um yes. with gar saxon and rook cast yes. so gar saxon here on the left um for those of us who are watching on youtube was voiced by the late great ray stevenson may he rest in peace um yes. and we yes. have vanessa here on the right for rook cast so um i just wanted to ask you a little bit um how was it being approached or how were you approached for that role of rook um is even though it's a smaller role but clone wars coming back was such a big deal for people and seeing your oh. name in the credits was amazing and it, blew, it knocked my socks off when that was coming out over COVID. And it was just another <laughs> layer of excitement for me. I don't know. I could go on and on, but I just no, want to hear dude, more about that. Dude, my skull exploded. I got an awesome. email. First of all, that there's going to be another season of the Clone Wars. I was like, I can die happy. You know? Right. Yes. And like, I don't even, I, oh my gosh, I was just dying. About as good as I felt when Asajj Ventress was, you know, back from the dead in Bad Batch. I was like, yeah. Yeah. yes. Oh, I can't wait. Gosh. I, wait. I mean, yeah. I'm like, uh, it's like all is well, all is well with the world. Um, mm. But I got, I got a, an email that said, you know, they would like to offer you this role of Rook Kess. I was like, wait a minute isn't that darth maul's minion she's a chick with the you know the wait really and then and i remember when i saw uh dave filoni in the lobby of course i was like yes 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 i'll be there anytime any day and ah <laughs> you know not to mention like mandalorian for life like i've got the yeah. mandalorian mercs like i don't know if you can see uh oh that's so cool over oh, here sick. wait uh that right there is their plaque that they gave me under Chewy. Wow. Uh, oh, made wow. me an, an honorary member. Oh, and that's my high school yearbook photo. You can't miss that. Let's go. I love there. Yeah, let's go. You know what? Okay, hold on. Sidebar. I think, I think <laughs> what I'm going to do on my live stream on Twitch is I'm going to cut my hair like that again. Live. Oh, yes. Live. Live, bro. I'm going to embrace the mullet in real time, like on yeah. the channel. I don't know what day. I don't know. I have to figure out what is the most momentous day to like live the dream. Let us know. We'll be there. Hundred awesome. percent. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So so I when I saw Dave Filoni in the lobby, I said, hmm. I can die now. 
you know, <laughs> yeah. and he was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, please don't die. And I said, no, no, a Mandalorian. I get to play a Mandalorian. I, I, I can die now. And he was like, Pfft. he goes, I have a lot more planned for you. And I was kind of like, oh, what else nice. could there be? I have no idea what he's talking about. You know, and, and I went on to do Tales of the Jedi and little Hera and yeah. this and that, and who yeah. knows what else. I mean, there's, yes, there have been plenty of, of, um, fun surprises mm. but for me personally sam witwer is one of the most iconic voice actors in the world i mean yeah when, yo okay awesome when, <laughs> yo wait 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 when <laughs> darth maul when you yo when you heard that like clickety clackety has whatever was happening yeah. and you were just like what and this like arachnid of a dude comes out and it is darth yeah. maul Oh. In Clone Wars, I was just like, anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> like I love yeah. the fact that you're geeking out right now. Like, oh my god, this makes me so happy. It's so no, cool. Dude, Same. Oh my word. Did, no, so when we did the scenes where Ezra was like being tempted by Darth Maul, I was like, I it, he froze my heart in a, with fear in a way. It was Sam. Yeah. It's just Sam. Like Sam's the most adorable, dog-loving sweetheart of a man in the world. But but when, when you can hear his breathing and his, oh, his mouth noise and his inhales and I, yeah. all of it is just like, okay, okay, no, 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 you know, use the force, use the force. And I'm not even a Jedi, but like he was scaring the crap out of me. Wow. Dude, bro, to play his minion, I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say, guys. I got. I got nothing. I'm just so grateful to be alive. I. I don't even know what to say. And um, anyway, awesome. so we talked about how to make her very different from Hera, and you know, yeah. with that in mind, we gave her the British accents that she put nice. on. Everyone thinks she's the armorer. She is not. Um, yes, that's now, a big rumor right now. Yeah. Nah. No, I asked nah. Dave. Dave was like, nah. <laughs> Yeah, All no. right, confirmation. There you go. I know. Well, I thought it would be an interesting twist down the line, given yeah. that she was aligned. Is it Crimson Tide? I mean, if you think about it, okay, Asajj Ventress could go great. She has Dooku, all that. I understand. But if she's going yeah. with Highest Bitter, we could get her back to the Alliance. I don't know. But you take someone who was Darth Maul's minion. If Darth Maul is with Crimson Tide, isn't it Crimson Tide? Isn't that the I name? I think it's Crimson Dawn. Yeah, Crimson, Crimson Dawn. Dawn. No, yes, Crimson yeah, Tide yeah. is the <laughs> no <laughs> Crimson Dawn. That's it. Crimson Dawn. That yeah. that you know that sort of subset of Sith. Like right? And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I know it's not Crimson Tide. It's Crimson Dawn. My bad. <laughs> no, it's um, but but what I'm saying is that. Uh, if the armorer came from that kind of background, that would be fascinating to me that she's mm. become this sort of paragon of, of this is the way, you know, all that yeah. jazz mm. coming from the Crimson Dawn uh, background. So yeah. wow. anyway, I need That's more coffee. Cool. <laughs> Crimson Tide, sorry. <laughs> That's an algae no worries, phenomenon. No worries. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, dude. Anyway, but uh, it's all it's yeah. all very exciting. So when Great. when I when I got to play Darth Maul's minion, it was it was delightful, and mm. I was so happy. Yeah, sweet. So kind of uh, segueing from from Zach's question about sneaky voice acting, you also did a voice that I used to hear every day um, because I was over at uh, I used to work over at Galaxy's Edge. And, oh, sure. um, yes. And hearing, so I didn't know that you did the announcer's voice, um, as you're coming off of smugglers run until someone told me, but yeah. at first I was like, that voice sounds familiar. And then they're yeah. like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's Vanessa Marshall. I was like, Oh, and then there were theories like, Oh, it's like Hera. It's no. like Hera's voice. And I was yes. like, no, no, I don't think so. But, okay. Well, but yeah. here's a, here's a little backstory action on that. So I love doing Imagineering. Uh, Fred Tattashore, a good friend of mine. He's the voice. If you go to um, uh, California Adventure and you go on that flying ride or whatever, he's the hang Sorry. glider. He's the hang yeah. glider who goes, mm. woo. And we always <laughs> go, we're like, 
Fred, yeah. And we got to play like Ewoks and Rebel Pilots on Star Tours a million years ago. But so anyway, they they said, do you want to audition for this role? And I, I knew it was for a Star Wars ride. So I, I did a voice down in here that she was like one nine or nine or she's going to be really basic and sound nothing like that. And, you know, just really lower <laughs> register and getting it done and just really all about yeah. business. And I auditioned that. I booked the job and I was like, all right, I'm ready to kill this. And they were just like, <laughs> what are you doing? And I, I said, well, I'm doing what I did for the audition. They're like, oh, God, don't do that. And I, I said, well, what do you want me to do? And they said, just do your regular voice. We love your regular voice. I was like, well, spoiler alert, um, I did four seasons as this voice with someone who actually isn't a huge fan of Hondo. Um, so I, it might confuse my family yes. members uh, to yeah. hear Hera as like the wingman to Hondo's insanity with the millennium. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I think, I think that might be distracting. And they were like, nah, it's fine. And I, I was like, I'm thinking these guys might be like the other dude who I like, I'm like, have you, have you seen rebels? I don't, I don't know. I just was a little concerned and they, but they weren't worried about it. And then I thought, Oh, they must be pitching it, you know, in post-production they'll pitch it differently. So it doesn't Mm. distract or this or that just in case though, I called Carrie Beck, who's one of the producers. And I was like, Carrie, I'm not trying to get myself fired from a job, but I really (laughs) care about, the, the star Wars user experience. And I really, and yeah. it's not that I'm, I'm not saying that the Imagineering people don't know what they're doing, but I said, I just want to give you a heads up that I auditioned with a voice that sounded like this. And I ended up doing well, welcome to smugglers run, you know, this hunk of junk, whatever that sounds very much like Hera. And I'm like, I don't know if you should recommend that they replace me or tell them they need to like tone that down so that it sounds like someone else. But Mm. it's it's a fine detail that people who really care about that ride are, are going to be distracted by it possibly so could we maybe address it and i understand i might get fired <laughs> but i care more about like people going like why is harrow working for honda yeah you know yeah and and here's the weird thing no one really had a problem with it like i called dave finally went to smugglers run and i i called dave and i was like dude did they, did they lower the voice or whatever? He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, that was my voice on the Falcon as you that buckling your speech. I was even speaking Spanish, like siéntese, whatever, you know, like I was, yeah. I, I give you the, I, I mean, I, I can speak Spanish and he, understand it. I don't know how to read or write it. So they had me mm-hmm. reading Spanish, which I'm like, oh dear. Um, I'm better at just having a conversation. <laughs> I, yeah. I learned, I learned it through my friends and family who speak Spanish and not, uh, uh, in school, unfortunately, I studied French, which is, I guess, useful for Ryloth accent. But other than that, not much. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, so it turns out that no one really cared. And it, it wasn't a thing. And it's just an interesting story, though. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the day, the imagining imaginary people were 100% right that I guess it was better mm-hmm. to keep it up in that range and be sort of more upbeat. And um I didn't doubt them. I just wasn't sure if they were as huge of uh, Star Wars Rebels fans and maybe they didn't know that this would distract people. I don't know. But not yeah, a lot of people I, were upset by it. So I guess it's fine. For me, it was wild be, because as soon as I got there, that was one of the things that like that the cast members were talking about of, of, of being like, like, you hear Hera. And I'm like, I don't. I don't think that's Hera. Like yeah. I, I like knew it was you, but for me, for like trying to make sense, sense make sense of the canon, I was like, it like the storyline could go anywhere. But to me, it was like I don't think that's Hera. Um, but that's it so cool that it, you had the opportunity. It wasn't supposed to be Hera. It was supposed to yeah. be another pilot. So I tried mm. to make it sound as different from Hera as possible. It's played. It's voiced by the actress who voiced Hera. But that's interesting yeah. that the cast members even knew it was me. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, it. I think it was different for us though because we yeah. would hear your voice constantly. Um, <laughs> uh, oh so, God, sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 Uh, but 
yeah no of uh, <laughs> of just having that experience of mm. of being at galaxy that has like sure. must have been amazing and like voicing that but have you yeah. had the chance to go like have i you had finally the, went i finally went i was with my best friend and i was like you know, and I was like, I was mostly looking at the sabak table. Isn't that a sabak table in there? Or no, that's not uh, a sabak table. What is that? What is that game that that Chewy plays? Yes, um, that is the game of the Jarek. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I was fascinated by that, but um, yeah, it was really weird. I was happy to see Hondo. That made me very, very happy. Mm. I was still tripping a little bit to hear my voice. I was like, I don't know. It, it, I don't know, but, um, but hopefully a lot of people, and even if Dave Filoni was like, what are you talking about? Then, all right, never mind. You know what I mean? I listen to whatever Dave says. It's like that guy, he knows everything. And if, if he was like, ah, I don't understand, like he did not have a problem with it in the least. So I was like, oh, all right, great. Never mind. What do I know? Dave's the man. <laughs> Dave's the man. He is. I guess it was slightly different, but you're right. It, you're, it mm. isn't Hera but it is obviously Vanessa. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Oh, sure. Um, I guess I, uh, I got to meet um, one of your fellow rebels castmates, uh, Taylor gray last yeah. year cool. uh, in grand or in Kalamazoo, Michigan. He was actually the first uh, member of the star Wars family. I got to meet in person at a convention. Oh, so cool. that held a very special spot in my heart. Um, but one of the questions I got to ask Taylor um, was, oh, you got to work with Dave Filoni in the studio. Um, we know he's famous for his cowboy hat. Did he yeah. wear that a lot around you guys? Or <laughs> did he only wear that when it was important and to be in front of a camera? And he's like, he honestly almost never wore it unless he was in front of a camera. And I don't want to throw Taylor under the bus, but I wanted to ask you if you could shed some light on that. Well, yeah, he, he wears that at events. That's like, yeah. that's how yeah. you find Dave in a crowd. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of his signature look in public, I, I guess. Sure. And um, it differentiates his identity when he's sort of more low key, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not an affectation or something like that, but I, For sure. I do, I think it's important. Like, I don't, I mean, on my stream, I hang out like I'm hanging out right now. Like I'm, I'm pretty, yeah. you know, I'm, I don't know. I'm just me. I'm a nerd. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but you know, like I don't, I don't have a special beret that I wear when I'm streaming and like that indicates yeah. that's my public self versus my private self. It's probably Absolutely. very healthy to have boundaries, you know, like yeah. this is, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Um, so, and, and given the amount of um, I, just the task at hand for him to be mm. responsible for carrying this torch forward. It, it probably is wise to delineate like this is me in public and this is my private world. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a, um, almost like a, just a way to, to function with that much attention mm. um, that when he puts on the hat, then he's willing to be visible. And when he doesn't have the hat on, he's sure. not, in a, in sort of a public mode, but there's nothing yeah, deceptive, yeah. there's nothing deceptive or, yeah, yeah. or even off putting about it. It's not like he's saying, talk to the hand I'm in my hat. There's nothing yeah. like that. It's just, yeah. that's, that's when he's on and representing uh, the franchise, I guess. Yeah, no, that's yeah. awesome. Cause obviously we perceive him as wearing the cowboy hat all the time. Cause like an in interview, yeah, you know funny. what I mean? Cause yeah. obviously we don't know him like you do. Uh, maybe one day if I'm just kidding, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's just maybe. cool to see that. And yeah. um, it's, thank you for shedding light on it in the sense of you guys, you know, you have your personal lives too. And there's, there's yeah. things that uh, us Weez fans got to be aware of and be respectful of. And uh, yeah. no, thank you for wording it that way. That was, that, sure. was, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It's funny, Colin. I just had this other thought. Like I had a friend who worked in Walgreens and I was the yeah. voice of Walgreens for a long time. Oh, wow. I, really? I would get, yeah. I would get these texts from her and she would be like, yo, if you tell me that Wrigley's gum is $2.99 one more time, yeah. I'm going to tell you. Like, it's no. funny. It's funny to be friends with me because you end up being like, uh you know sprocket yeah 99 great vanessa mm. please you know like <laughs> <laughs> your, your job yeah. yeah 
Um, I probably heard the line, uh, this ship is practically scrap metal over like yeah. 2,000 times. We got this oh. here from one of our <laughs> yes, Facebook yes, users. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Funny. So, yeah. But, oh, my Funny. gosh. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, very, very important question. Sure. Um, I... Hang on. Oh. <laughs> uh, when you were first uh, cast as Harrison Dula, what was that feeling like? And did you realize the importance of the role that you were stepping into? And how did that shape your career going forward? Hmm. Well, yes. When I auditioned for it, it was um, codenamed Project Wolf. Nice. It, it, there was a character, um, something sandwalker or something like that and i was like that sounds like skywalker that wow. and i just decided to make it about the rebel alliance and my own understanding of that because i could really plug into that and i care about yeah. it you know um and when i got a call back i was like oh that wolf cartoon great i can't wait to do this family of wolves thing <laughs> and but it didn't occur to me and it's not that i didn't think like oh dave filoni wolf pack blah 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 it's not that i didn't I just never thought I'd be so lucky and blessed to have anything to do with Star Wars personally that I just assumed there's no way this is Star Wars. I There's no way. There's just no way, dude. Yeah. Um, and then when I walked in the room and I saw a picture of a Twi'lek on the wall and I looked over and I saw Dave and I saw Greg Weissman, that's when I, I kind of froze and I was like, okay, focus focus, focus, you know, like don't fangirl yeah. out and have a nervous breakdown and like stop breathing and just function yeah. as an adult right now. You're a professional. <laughs> you went to school for this. You got it, mm. you know, and um, I did the best I could. And I kept the parking pass from that day because I felt like that's the best my life was ever going to get was a callback for Star Wars. I was like, I touched grace for 20 minutes and I was just like, I was going to frame it. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I got a call back. I'm, I'm so grateful. I was so mm. happy. And then I found out it was between me and two other women and that everyone uh. had to agree on who gets chosen. And they did. Yeah. And I got it. Mm. When my agent called, uh, she asked if I needed a paramedic because I was like <laughs> hyperventilating. I was sobbing. I really, the thing is, I understood that Disney buying the franchise at that moment was a big deal, that this mm -hmm. was going to be the first cartoon born out of that new purchase. There's a lot of pressure. A lot of people were drawing pictures of like Mickey Mouse with, you know, like crushing Darth Vader or I don't know. You know what I mean? There was a lot of skepticism. Yeah. And I knew that there would be pressure on the storytellers for this first maiden voyage out. And I was honored to be a part of it and prayed that I would just do the best job possible. And, and I felt that I could count on my love of Star Wars and trust that. And when I walked in and I met Freddie, Freddie is like mm. way bigger of a nerd than I could ever dare to be topped only maybe by Sam Witwer, but they're pretty on a par. Um, he yeah. would never say Crimson Tide. Is, that's what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm, a, I'm a good person and I literally want to wallpaper my soul with everything Star Wars. But sometimes my brain, like, I don't know, dude, I, sometimes my brain just doesn't work right. And I can't remember exact things. Like I was on someone else's podcast and they were asking me like TK numbers for clones. I was like, bro, we're going to have a problem. I can tell you what they made me feel. I don't, I don't know the numbers, but it's not my strong suit. But, mm. um, but I knew Freddie was a diehard fan. Tia wanted to learn as much as possible and was somewhat familiar with it. Obviously, she had just been in uh, that incredible movie. She was dressed up as Princess Leia in the you know the famous bathing suit outfit. Like she's obviously aware of Star Wars. And Taylor had no idea what anything Star Wars was. And Dave was thrilled because he was mm. going to learn about it in real time, just like Ezra did. Nice. That's so cool. So, yeah, but, yeah, but what I felt was that there was a level of um, reverence and care in this chosen group, in this what would become chosen family, and we were able to elevate it together. And there was a playfulness and no one, no one was, there were no, there was no hater energy. There was no, um, mm. yeah, that, that's us, man. That was uh, <laughs> the announcement in uh, 2014 at San Diego Comic-Con. That was a magical 
magical day. But um, anyway, I, I was just uh, blown away by how well cast it was in the sense that Freddie really was a Jedi to um, Taylor's Padawan energy. Tia is also a huge New York Giants fan. Sorry if you're a Cowboys fan. I I pray for you. Um, but, uh, you know, just FYI, mad respect for anyone in the NFL because it's a pretty yeah. dangerous game. I, I really yeah. love it. But Tia and I both love New York Giants. And so we were always, like, talking sports and, nice. you know, look at this Mandalorian chick, you know. Um, but yeah. we, we were we – were, um, I don't know. I was sort of like an older sister to her in terms of uh, helping her with the Star Wars stuff. Um, and, you know, Hera was very much the nurturing energy. And then Steve Bloom was a kooky, you know, he was always making jokes. And uh, in fact, this, this painting up here, uh, it's created by an artist in the UK. I don't know if you'd ever seen, there's a stormtrooper with a banana as a gun. Um, yes. That's meant to yeah. celebrate their aiming prowess. And, um, I ended up printing out shirts with the stormtrooper and the banana as a gun because I was always feeding the people in the cast. If you're recording something and your stomach is growling, it's problematic. So I would make sure that everyone was fed. So I had like hard mom energy, even though so I, cool. I don't, I don't have any kids, <laughs> but it, I am Italian. And if you're hungry, I can't relax. So, mm. <laughs> um, so I was always giving everyone bananas cause they immediately stopped the growling in your stomach so it became like an inside thing. And Stephen Quick, the artist who created that little meme, I asked permission and I made the t-shirts and I sent them out to fans at, you know, who are fans of the first season. And I brought them to events with me. And there are certain people, I believe there's a group up in Toronto, uh, the 416 uh, uh, fan group, whatever they're, they're on my Instagram. I love them so much. They have their stormtrooper shirts and, um, Anyway, it became like a whole inside thing, but uh, it was just lovely to see us all come together. And we hoped it would be as meaningful as it was. And we were delighted when that in turn actually occurred. So I'm, I'm very grateful that our love of the franchise paid off. So you did touch yeah. a lot of people because we have a fan here who says Hera is her favorite character. Oh, that's so awesome. She's mine too. She's mine too. I, you know, I often ask what would Freddie do? Because Freddie's probably one of the smartest people I've ever met. Uh, but sometimes I also ask myself, what would Hera do? Because uh, while I know she lost Kanan, spoiler alert, hopefully everyone's seen it. Uh, you know, that, that she was so focused on the cause that she lost um, yeah. that time yeah. with Kanan. But at the same time, her ability to focus is something that uh, um, I love her ability to bring out qualities in people that they didn't know they had. I love yeah. her ability to bring people together and 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 help them know that they're loved and that feeling of found and chosen family. Um, it really inspires me. And in fact, it governs, you know, half of what I do even here in this live stream studio. Um yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. I'm my whole goal is to have fun and pay it forward. And uh, I'm starting with yeah. my yeah, my Women Crush Wednesday live yes. stream. Yeah, it's at 5 yeah. p.m. Uh, Pacific on my Twitch channel, um, which is at Vanessa Marshall 1138 1138. And uh, you can get more information on my website, vanessamarshall.com, uh, about sort of my goals. And I, I support various charities while playing the video games that I voice alongside other voice actresses who are in the games with me. I had my nice. first Galentine's Day stream last week with Gray Delisle. Uh, she was here. We tried to play uh, Marvel versus Capcom, but unfortunately my controllers uh, decided to freeze and be completely oh, psychotic. No. Then I even had my friends fighting stick, like huge thing. Even that wouldn't talk to the PlayStation. I don't know what happened, bro. I was very <laughs> upset about it, but I'm learning, and next week I'm yeah. having Susan Eisenberg, who's the voice of Wonder Woman in wow. uh, Injustice 2. I play Black Canary's voice in Injustice 2. That's so 2. cool. So I'm yeah. going to try. I, I really like the fighting games. I'm not a violent person. I am a martial <laughs> artist. <laughs> but I love Street Fighter. Um, I love yeah. playing Marvel versus Capcom. There, there, there was no cami, which upset me, but hmm. what are you going to do? No. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the voice of Cammy lives in Texas, by the way. So, 
Oh, be on nice. the lookout. Mm-hmm. Not there to go, doctor, Ray. I think everyone knows that, so I'm not. <laughs> but, well, I got uh, a question for you since you brought sure. up Freddie Prince and yeah. Kanan. So, since Hera has Jason, what would Hera want Jason to do? Follow in her footsteps or become a Jedi? If he's force sensitive, probably become a Jedi. Hmm. Okay. That was my question. I mean, he didn't get my Leku, so yeah i don't know he i think he's going more on the other side of things i don't know <laughs> i i hope he's a jedi and i i hope that uh i hope he can make a difference in in that way that would be amazing okay, yeah so continuation to that would you want ahsoka to train him or would you want ezra to train him mm. That's hard. You know, I think I would choose Ahsoka um, for balance. Nice. Yeah. Um, Ezra is a maverick of sorts, and he's yeah. lucky a lot. True. And now, not denigrating him in any way. Yeah. But yeah. deal with me if, if well, Ahsoka, I guess, has some of the same story. I was going to say that, you know, if everything went south with Order 66 before Kanan was a full Jedi and he's taught Ezra, you know, now uh, Ahsoka left the Jedi Order. So one could say, you know, she's not, she has a similar issue, but there's a level of discipline with Ahsoka that I think would serve Jason uh, to balance things out. And then I could see him rolling with Ezra. Yeah, and I, I think that, that I would that, yeah. I think that would be a good uh, combination because Ezra flies by the seat of his pants and yes. and is perfectly executing everything and yeah. it's it's astonishing how uh, talented he is at times and uh, but I don't know that that he would transmit the discipline that Ahsoka would. Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. But I would hope that that he did team up with Ezra so that he could learn some of that as well. Because what yeah. Ezra, what Ezra has can't be can't be taught in a way. No, you can't. Yeah, you know, yeah. there would be a force yeah. to be wreck, uh, reckoned with if they were yeah. to team up together. That's that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Wow, mm-hmm. Yeah. Zach, man. Oh, these are so great, Vanessa. I just want to say thanks again. This is incredible. We, <laughs> yeah, I love dude. hearing all all the little behind the scenes stuff that feed into yeah. the show that we all love. And oh, it's just so great. But I'll, I'll cool. try to carry on to this next question here. Um, this is kind of a, I guess, if you can answer this sort of question, because sure. there mm-hmm. probably is a bunch of different answers you might have. Um, do you have a favorite moment um, as, I guess, mm. you were in the booth recording for Hera with other castmates or, I guess... Something that you really enjoyed, um, I guess, while you were recording lines uh, with the other Rebels crew. There were so many. There were yeah, so many. Thinking. Yeah, um, I can only imagine. You know, I, I, I mean, I wasn't there for Sabine's uh, lightsaber scene, but watching that mm. was yeah, so momentous. Her work was beyond, uh, you know, obviously I wasn't there for that. Um. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I know, I believe it's uh, was it the trailer for the fourth season? Uh, Filoni had texted me what felt like a limerick of sorts, like there was this, there was that, and along came this and this and that. And he texted it to me when I was in the booth, and he said, "Read that." And I was like, "Um, okay." So I did, and he said, "Okay, delete it." And I was like, "Oh." Okay. He said, show me your phone. I'm like, dude, it's deleted. <laughs> and um, He said, okay, bye. I had no idea what that was. And then when I'm sitting in celebration uh, down in Orlando, was that 2017 or 19? 2017. Yeah. 2017. yeah. And I then, you know, they lower the lights and they bring up, oh man, mm. whew, like, whoa, you know, to hear that, I was like, this guy, like, hmm. what? I mean, the, the, he, no. the elegance of that gesture to, first of all, trust me with that moment 
of announcing the fourth season in that way was so deeply moving to me. Mm. Uh, and there were a number of moments like that. I mean, so, so, okay. We, we had the season of uh, the clone wars that came out where um, let's see, I think it Qui-Gon is with Yoda and, and, yeah. they're like, and they're chopping yep. it up. And I had like a million questions for Dave and like, we ended up yeah. hanging after and I just like, I get so emotional because I, I remember like sitting in my car after that. And I got to ask him like all these questions about Qui-Gon and, and I, I, I just, I, to hear him explain it in real time, I just was like, I got in my car and I was like, whose life is this that I just don't even understand how I'm so blessed. Like yeah. I just, hmm. Like it just meant the world to me that he took time to explain to me exactly what was going on in that in that moment. And um he's so accessible and and lovely and kind and ah, uh, I just it it was it was it was moments like that. Um I mean, but also like like I mentioned before, like when Sam Whitworth was uh trying to manipulate uh Ezra with the Holocron yeah. in in that one episode. I had chills to be mm. near that level of talent and be so concerned for Ezra's safety and that, that, that I truly felt it in my body, my concern for his welfare. Um, I can only imagine, I never got to do any of the scenes with Thrawn, but when I watched the scenes with Thrawn, I felt that same level of discomfort and anxiety and uh it's just amazing to me that that the story could yield such profound responses from all of us in real time and then of course you know with the incredible animation that that yeah yeah uh it was united with and married with and ultimately created this experience that was even more profound than what happened in the booth like every every moment of it was delightful so it's kind of hard to choose (laughs) yeah that was wow. a great answer. I'm like, wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the question I we're following up with that. Okay. Okay. Us guys, you know, guys, we, we're not supposed to cry, but. Uh, <laughs> dude, I'm holding but, back tears. Okay, yeah, but, man. It's hard not yeah. to. We, we love this story. I don't know, dude. Yeah. So the one that hit me the most and mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. And right now it hits. Yeah. Losing Kanan. Yeah. Yeah. That was a blow that I was not expecting. And I guess when you're a fan, you, when this show came out, I think the first thing in my mind that that popped in was how are these characters going to fit into the trilogy and like Star Wars going forward? And at from season one all the way to season four, you just fell in love with every character because of, just everyone did a fantastic job and you get to the to the final season and you don't know what's going to happen and you think oh kanan has saved hera everything's going to be okay and then boom yeah you hear the walker creep around the corner and Uh, oh my gosh and 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 just the music too was just haunting and it was just yeah it it, it was was yeah it was a lot yeah well, okay, a couple few things. First, yes, that moment was devastating. Uh, the animation amplified that to excruciating levels of loss. It was some of the most beautiful animation. The colors, mm-hmm. when his eyes yes. light yeah. up, ah, you know, I mean, it's hard yeah. not to lose it. Um, it was, it was a symphony of the only. Uh, the moment, uh, yes, when yeah, Ashley it's, left it's, the order, when uh, the yeah. uh, you know, the end of that episode, when she walks away and it's silent, like that hit yeah. similarly, right? But then, here's what's beautiful that we get so much more Ahsoka after that. I'm just like, okay, yeah. it's gonna be okay. Kind of like we got Asajj Ventress back in Bad Batch. Like yeah. everything's going to be okay. When in the world between worlds, when Ezra is there and we hear yeah. Kanan's voice. Yeah. 
oh my god okay 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 it's okay it's okay like <laughs> there was something that kind of brought it full circle you know and i've said this before yeah. that feloni had that moment occur in the middle of the episode so we could all heal through it together yeah. rather than have it as a as a momentous cliffhanger we did get through it together and and I did earnestly cry those tears there as Hera. Like I felt that. I felt that loss, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and uh the 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 journey that we all went on as a cast and as as a Star Wars family, like that that we went on together, it is I really think it has left an indelible mark. I mean, when I met Ashley for the first time, I 100% ugly cried, like 100% fangirl losing it, nerd, meltdown. Yeah. I couldn't help it, you guys. I tried yeah. to be professional, but I was just like, you know, she showed up to the first record session. She had gifts from her universe. I was like, who makes humans like this? Like, who is this? This is crazy pants. Like, she's giving me a gift. This is Ahsoka. Like, this is Snips, you guys. Yeah. You know, um, but just that generosity of spirit and, you know, um, anyway, I, I just I'm forever grateful to the Star Wars narrative for giving me opportunities to heal wounds of my own and um, that we can all do that together, that they even have the wisdom and foresight to know that that we can all be brought together through these stories is is just supremely valuable and uh you know i i'm i'm just so grateful hmm. i'm beyond yeah. grateful you know yeah i mean look retro ray when you were trying to make this <laughs> we were trying to make this interview happen for maybe over a year and yeah my, my dad had a medical issue and you know star wars family is star wars family and yes. i okay fine maybe i need to wear a cowboy hat and not be so personal with people whatever but I know that as Star Wars family, I could say to you, yo, my dad is going to the hospital. He has to have an emergency mm. operation. This, mm. I would love nothing more than to talk Star Wars with you, but I need to be a good daughter right now. And you wrote back like, you know, be with your father and, and take care of him. And if there's anything we can do, blah, blah, blah. I mean, like that level of caring, it's not just in the narrative. Like we connect and we have mutual respect for each other and and, you know, we're not guaranteed time here, but I do hope yeah. that I get to meet you guys in Texas and like 100% mm -hmm. high five you. And like, I want to go to the comic book stores and, you yeah. know, life is so, I'm so grateful for all these opportunities to connect with people in ways that matter, like yeah. it matters, you know, and I appreciate yeah. your compassion and your understanding and, and your humanity in return with my being vulnerable and letting you know, like, you know, and my dad is a hundred percent fine now. He's like never oh, been great. better. He's like That's bionic. Great. So great. <laughs> yeah. But, but anyway, I'm, I'm just grateful that the narrative sets the tone for us not to have bad boundaries with each other, but to be yeah. able to be real with each other. And, yeah. and, you know, sometimes that looks like disappointing people and, and understanding and, and, and growing closer as a result of, of those kinds of, moments instead of ah oh, well forget it or you know who knows i mean um yeah. so thank you for being so kind and patient and i'm i'm beyond grateful to be here finally <laughs> so go again thing for you got colin yeah um so you played uh the this incredible role of hera and you kind of we're playing this role of where her journey was kind of um, we didn't really get the origin of, of her story and everything. And then you have the show, the bad batch, it comes out and I was not expecting to, you know, really go to Ryloth, but all of a sudden there is young Hera with chopper. And I was just blown away by, uh, <laughs> I was just blown away by just seeing that. How was it? how was that experience of of coming back but playing a younger role um, it was uh, it was so Hera. much fun it was so much yeah. fun yeah because we really got to discover just how much of her courage and you know curiosity where flight is concerned like how much of that do we show like does she go from being a, a really really shy quiet little girl into this yeah. you know amazing pilot and uh 
you know, an incredible yeah. leader, or do we see seeds of that? How much of the Ryloth accent does she have? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so that we understand how much she's lost. Uh, it was, it, we were really like, we fine tuned the dials together and discovered what we felt was the most uh, vulnerable place for her to start to give us the most rewarding conclusion, which is, you know, four seasons of rebels with her uh, being as, as powerful and articulate as she is and strategic. Um, so that was offered to me. Uh, they said, do you think you, you know, would you have any interest in trying to find her voice as a child? And I was like a hundred percent, you know, fluent, fluent in French, happy to uh, do the Ryloth accent. Um, and, you know, uh, I, I, one of my favorite arcs in uh, the Clone Wars was the whole Ryloth story. Yeah. So, you know, to have, to be born out of that and, and um, learn more about her relationship with her parents and, and how she came to discover flight, et cetera, was yeah. uh, really just delightful. Nice. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we got to see the the Y wing that uh, Chopper was in when it crashed on Ryloth. <laughs> if memory serves me correct, I thought yes. that was a really cool little tidbit. Yeah. yeah, it it yeah. There were a number of like, I don't know. Uh, there were a number of moments that that were very touching. I felt. Yeah. Yeah. So we reached. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm go sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Uh, so really quick, because uh -huh. I, I was always curious about this, because of um, for those who don't know, Dave Filoni uh, has done some of the voice lines for Chopper. Yes. Um, uh, was Dave Filoni like in the booth, like with you doing those lines going blah, 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 when you were doing it? <laughs> Never. Or was that no. no, no, oh, he no, he did all those by <laughs> himself. So. Oh, I, I know. So when we had acting scenes where he had lines, we just skipped over them. You know, you just read them. It would, oh, okay. it would say wop, 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 wop. And then underneath <laughs> in parentheses, it said, I'm not going to that thing or yeah. I didn't do it wow. or whatever. So, so, cool. so we got the subtext of the okay. thing and we would just yeah. sort of read it and then say our line and read his thing and say our line. Um, but he, for a long time, we didn't know who voiced Chopper at all. Oh, that's so oh, awesome. Dang. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Man. That's crazy. Yep. Well, we reached we reached a part of the podcast that you did mention Texas. I did and, indeed. Let's go. Uh, yeah. So we're working with RetroCon in Dallas, Plano. Yes. Yeah. And we Vanessa has an announcement to make for you guys. What do you got for us, Vanessa? Well, uh, why don't you go ahead and make it? Because, I mean, <laughs> if you're allowed to say it, I don't want to. I'm okay. not sure if I'm allowed. <laughs> Are you sure this is cool? Yes. Because I don't know how they've announced it. As of we speak right now, as soon as this interview is over. Really? We are officially announcing that Vanessa will be in Plano, Texas, July 13th and 14th with Ahsoka. And... So guys, if you have not heard about the convention, they are going to be there. You got to buy your tickets. Yes. Come down, meet Vanessa. Get will, a chance. will the comic books, uh, the comic book place that you met, will they be on the floor? I, I'd love to meet them if they're there. Do you think um, they'll no, they're in San Antonio, but okay. I'm, I'm okay. actually I'm actually meeting with them um, this Tuesday, and okay. I'll see if maybe I'm gonna see if I can maybe have like a little table and have maybe by that time if those comics are out, maybe try to get some comics for the comic book store there that you can sign oh, for. Oh, that would be so dope! Yeah, so that would be amazing. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I've always want wanted to uh, go to Michigan. I'm going to Escanaba, Michigan, oh, okay. uh, for something called Baycon. Um, okay, great. Uh, April twenty okay. first, I believe it is. Sure. Um, sure. I'll be in Escanaba, but someday I hope to go to Detroit. I'm going to fly through Detroit, but okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, if you go on my website, VanessaMarshall.com, uh, you can click on events calendar. 
and the events calendar will tell you where I'm going to be all year long. So hopefully, hopefully all of them have been announced, you know? Um, But yeah, uh, yeah, I never, I never know what uh, the, usually the event likes to announce it first and then I'm allowed to post about it. So, Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's official. It is official. It's official. Awesome. (laughs) I can't wait. Yes. Amazing. You got anything else guys? I, I think, I think the last question I I have is Uh your personal opinion, not Hera's because I think we all know what Hera would say, but in your personal (laughs) opinion, um is the ghost better or is the millennium falcon better millennium falcon all right okay nice (laughs) please (laughs) well okay so i talked to pablo hidalgo about it and i asked his professional opinion and he said it depends on what your needs are oh Um, true true very very true he said if you if you want to be more stealth and do more stealth operations the ghost may serve you better. There's yeah, an yes. issue of the gunneries are, are different depending on your fighting power that's needed. He said wow. they, they, they accomplish different things, but yeah. look, I'm OG Star Wars fan and I'm a hundred grand going to bet on the Falcon. Sorry, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, nice. yeah. I don't know. There's just nothing like it <laughs> as far as I can yeah. tell. Yeah. Sweet. Absolutely. Well, shout, there you go. Shout out to uh, Crimson Dawn, not Tide. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> well, Vanessa, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time and really nerding out with us. And, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. This was great. And honestly, yeah. It has been an absolute pleasure. Um, yes. So from all of us, I think it's everything. Uh, may the force be with you. Always. 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 Thank you.